Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petrop, here with the only two twins that are tan as shit right now, and I'm jealous. Started with a burn, turned into a nice crisp brown. <laughs> it is yeah. a nice caramel color now. You guys look Hispanic right now. That's that's when the that's we when you know confused. the tan hits when you're starting to turn caramel instead of red. We get confused for Puerto Rican pretty often. Yeah, the Petropolis has always got conf- confused for Puerto Ricans ever since we were little children. It's because we are Greek. It's ca- kind of the same skin complexion. I suppose. Like, eh. yeah. When when we're tan, <laughs> some, <laughs> some Greeks yeah. are super white. Yeah, some skin. some Puerto Ricans are super white. I guess so. I know I some know. white Puerto Ricans. But anyway, we are way off the topic. Um, today we are going to be talking about um, what are we talking about? We're doing our first ever, uh, first of the year at least mock draft. Yeah, not oh, our first yeah. ever. We've done a lot of mock drafts before. Um, look, I know it's too early. Who cares? We want to do it, so we're going to do it. It's not too uh, early though. It's before the rookies, and also another person that we have on today, in addition, is Connor Allen. He is one of the better guests that we've interviewed so far. I would say, not no slight to the other guests. But he came ready, he came prepared, and he came bringing the knowledge. And uh, if you want to listen to him, he's at the end of this episode, so please give him a listen. Um, you guys ready to go? Yeah, let me just say, Connor gave us a lot of great insight on both players in the league now, but also rookies who are going to be drafted soon. Uh, obviously, we're doing this mock draft before rookies are on a team. You haven't heard us talk about rookies that much. We're going to get into it more and more now that the draft is approaching because we're redraft. So we care more about where they end up. Not necessarily about the skill set. Of course, they go hand in hand. But we haven't talked much about rookies yet because we're redraft. So now we're getting into this. We're going to start getting into rookies. And that's going to start today. Uh, while we draft, rookies are on the board. We're using sleeper. So we're trying to take a guess on where these rookies are. Shut up already, will ya? We're trying to start the show. The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. So we have a special guest today. Not only do we have Connor Allen, but we have four people doing this 12-team mock. With us, the behind-the-scenes extraordinaire, our cameraman, our fun guy, the winner of the Brodo Fantasy League year one and year two. No. You didn't Just win year two? one. Yeah, year one and year two, back-to-back. Back. All right. Yes, man. What? <laughs> fun guy. Welcome oh, back yeah. to the program. Yeah, can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> he beat us three in a row. So John, aka Fun Guy, is here with us. We call him Jan, because um, we're cousins like that. You know what I'm saying? Where we could do that. Uh, so we have a family affair here. We're doing a 12-team draft. So just so you guys know, the way that we're mock drafting is the way that we also play. This is the way we prefer it. Now, 10-team leagues are legit, but 12-team leagues are our favorite. So 12-team league. Again, PPR is legit. Standards legit. Half point PPR is our favorite. So half point PPR. Um, we are doing one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, a kicker, a defense. We actually prefer three wide receivers, one flex, but we're going to do two flex just to get a little more flexible up in here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, we're going to get started as soon as possible. Do you guys, are you prepared to lose this draft? You beating me in a draft is something that's never happened and never will. Um, Jason, I think you drafted the worst team ever in the San Diego Studios League last year. What the fuck are you talking about? I definitely beat you in that draft. That draft was so good for me. All right, yeah, because it was a 10-team league and you had the first pick. I hate 10-team leagues. You're just handed two top 20 players. It's like, it's the worst. Did you guys hear that? Hater, hater. It's the worst. You could argue that the 11th pick and the 20th pick are interchangeable, so... 
Whatever, whatever you just said. Whatever. You, I, I don't like interchange my balls. All. You need at least boom, the boom. <laughs> so the, the way we're gonna do it is, I got the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the defending champ has the fifth pick. Um, and then Michael has the ninth. Uh, no, Jason, Jason has the ninth pick, and then Michael has the turn on the other end. In between, the computer is going to draft. Are you guys ready? I Always. was born ready. Let's start in five, four, three, two, and one. I'm a scared. Let's get started. The Utes. All right, I am on the clock. Two so I have a two Utes. All right, all right. <laughs> I got a. A uh, hard decision here because there's a lot of people that can go number one this year. There's no clear cut number one. I feel like last year Todd Gurley was a clear cut number one, but it's hard to draft to number one with the injury concerns. Then you have Saquon Barkley, and one of the things that I follow with my gut is that I don't take superstars on bad teams. There is no one. You took David Johnson. Th- yeah, and I got burned by it. But I didn't think I didn't think they were going to be that bad. If I'm just being honest, I thought they're going to be a little better. The Giants are going to be bad. I don't think there's yep. anyone that's disputing that. And they're not going to have a vertical passing game, which means the boxes are going to be full. That's a high bust potential. And we've been over this a lot. Busting in the first round is a very common occurrence. In fact, five out of every 12 first-round players in the on average in the last five drafts have been exactly that, busts. So I'm going to stay away from Saquon Barkley, and I'm going to go with the safer route. Lame-o. I think I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott here, although if I'm being honest, it's between Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. Christian McCaffrey. You pissed me off. Christian McCaffrey is— This is half PPR, by the way, folks. Don't know if you said that. And look, Christian McCaffrey has just as good a chance as anyone else on this list to be the number one player at the end of the year. Shut your face. Shut your mouth. I'm about to take Zeke him. or Barkley, man. I'm about to take him just to, to piss you guys off, but I, I agree with Jason. I think Ezekiel Elliott is my number one pick. Um, quickly off the board, after I pick is Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Hopkins, and Odell Beckham Jr. come off the board next. A fun guy has the pick. OBJ he has the likes four, of huh? Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, and such uh, on the board. Still fun guy. Okay. Uh, in the fifth, for the fifth pick, I will go with the. Hmm, I'm gonna go with the running back out of Nolens, Alvin Kamara, baby. So Alvin Kamara is an interesting yeah, yeah. pick here because, honestly, he's for the first time ever in a backfield by himself. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he can duplicate what he did in the first four weeks last year. Well, they do have Latavius Murray now, but I don't, he'll he'll steal some work. But I don't know if he's gonna be quite as big of an impact as Mark Ingram was. With Kamara there, I absolutely love Kamara. I'm super cool with grabbing him at number five. Todd at, Gurley going six. Yeah. yeah, so after Kamara goes Gurley, so that's a really good value in the, at number six. Devontae Adams goes 1.7. That is uh, someone that I loved last year. I got at a high value. You're not going to get him at a value. You're taking him. That's where you're going to have to get him this year. Christian McGaffrey goes 1.8, and that brings us to Jason. Jason has Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill as his best available according to the uh, board here. So what do you think, Jay? I think this uh, sets up exactly into Jason's mind because, as listeners know, Melvin Gordon is someone who does not get enough love uh, according to me. Uh, when he was healthy last season, he's one of the best receiving backs in the league, and people just brush it off as if that doesn't exist. But it does. Even with Austin Eckler getting a larger role last year, Melvin Gordon was a stud when healthy. Uh, that's the concern there. 
But I think that Michael Thomas was very up and down from time to time last season. Uh, Joe Mixon is someone that I don't believe in. Uh, I think it's absurd that he's still being ranked so high. Last season, he got all the work, and he was a decent player, not a first-round pick. I'm going with Melvin Gordon, true tried and tested. I was hoping you'd fall to me at number 12 there. Nah, you know that Melvin Gordon is not getting past Jason. Uh, a duo of wide receivers go after that, Michael Thomas and Julio Jones, which brings us to Mike. Michael, you have two picks here on the turn. That I do. Uh, so what's your strategy here? I know that you're usually a no-RB guy, but that wasn't your strategy last year, and you did have one of your more successful seasons last year of all time. I also was able to get Todd Gurley. So That's true. I went. I went... I didn't take another running back after Gurley for quite a bit. So here, where you have the turn at the end, are you looking two running backs? Are you took looking two wide receivers? Are you looking one of each? What are you looking at? So here we got Joe Mixon, who we're renowned Joe Mixon haters. I wouldn't say haters, just we've been right about Joe Mixon while others have been wrong, but we're considered haters because, you know, Joe Mixon's supposed to be so good. Obviously it hasn't happened. And it's not like the Bengals are a great team uh, by any means. So I'm staying away from Joe Mixon and injury risk. Dalvin Cook is the same. He's one of my avoids this year. Yes, he. Uh, we just had Scott Fish on who loves Dalvin Cook and thinks with the role he's going to have this season and in that offense he could absolutely blow up. Not saying that's not true at all. It absolutely can happen, but I'm not taking a guy who's played only 14 games his first two seasons and seems to be limited when he is on the field. I'm going with my man. Who, yeah, I was to say, there's one guy that I know you're going with. Talking for too long, man. Take him already. <laughs> you could, uh, if you don't know my thoughts about him, you could listen to basically any of the last five podcasts. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster here at number 12, 1,610. Book it, folks. And that's, then the second. That's 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns, in case you were wondering. Yep. Bold prediction out here. Or, I'm uh, going with the <laughs> Bruce Arians effect mm. of Jameis and Mike Evans. Wow, Whoa, Mike Double Evans down. here. Doubling You're not concerned that Arians likes to use a slot receiver a lot? I just think he's going to be chucking it downfield early and often. Interesting. Evans at And I'm taking 13. the chance and taking Mike Evans here. All, All right, right, so Michael Two goes receivers. back-to-back yep. wide receiver, and right after that, back-to-back running backs go off the board. Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook. Now, Jason, that's probably music to your ears because those are two guys that I know that you're not drafting. Yeah, I don't want them. Um, Jason has made it clear that he doesn't like Dalvin Cook because of that injury history, and Joe Mixon, again, we're not high on. So with those two picks being out, you got to love it when the plan in your head goes exactly according to plan. Mm-hmm. What was the plan in your head telling you? Uh, I was actually thinking running back. Dalvin Cook is someone I would have considered. I am a running back guy, though. Uh, I usually take at least one or two in my first few picks. Definitely two in the first three, usually. Um, So here, there's actually very good options. Nick Chubb is someone I probably would have been very happy with. I'm just a little afraid with Kareem Hunt returning after week uh, eight. I don't know. I don't know if that's a chance I'm willing to take. Other people I'm looking at are... David Johnson, wondering if Clay Kingsbury is going to make him better. James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, and Travis Kelsey. Also a good spot for Kelsey here. I think the middle of the rounds are looking pretty good. You know, this is my first mock draft this season, and it's looking pretty good in the middle rounds. Yeah, you can get two of those guys. Yeah, things will probably change when you get closer to the beginning of the year. I'm gonna I'm going on a limb and I've been looking for just in general teams and players. I contest that by the time we're really getting to start the season, 
the the outlook of this year is going to be a wider variety and the most hard to predict of any year we've seen in recent memory. I think that's pretty accurate. I'm going to pass on Chubb. I'm going to pass on DJ. I think Connor and Bell are tickling my fancy here. Travis Kelsey would also be a great pick. <sighs> I know who you're taking. But I'm a running back guy at heart. I know who you're taking. You know what? Don't do it. Please don't do it. I don't want to do it. Le'Veon Bell. No, man, I was hoping. Go Jets, baby. He Jason even has the Adam Gase true throw value effect. Man, even even as a Jets logo, as his avatar and stuff. Tannehill was top seven last year. Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell as a duo, boom, to start your team automatically makes Jason a contender. Jason has the best team so far. <laughs> no, it's true. Like the, Todd Gurley uh, and David Johnson. That's the Todd Gurley and David Johnson's good, but I don't think there's a, a another combo that you can get that complement each other like Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell do. I don't know. That's let's a see, lot of fucking touchdowns. Let's see what fun guy could come up with here. That's true. Uh, Tyreek Hill uh, goes next. Amari Cooper following Yuck. him. Amari Cooper at two point six is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. That's what people um, do nowadays. I might have to throw up. We'll see. Um, and then David Johnson two two point seven. Who whoever. Was hoping David Johnson fell in this computer land that we're in, and the computer before him picked Amari Cooper. He was like, yes, in robot voice. Let me just say this mock draft is a little preview of our uh, rankings 1.0 that we'll probably release early this season after the draft. Once we know where the rookies are, what teams they're on, it'll be nice to just continually update our rankings throughout the year. And not to shit on other people because, look, we have the real recognized real hotline, which we're going to have Connor Allen on there later. Um but the consensus rankings, usually, if you're looking at rankings, you could basically go to any of these people and you see the same shit. Everyone has the same guys put in the same place. Not Brodo. Brodo is not scared to go away from the consensus, and we do often, and not for nothing. We're right most Robert of the time. Robert George Kittle. Um, yeah. Uh, Yanni? Fun guy. All right, Tim. Very disappointed. You said Jason is the best team in the league so far. Because I am now the best team drafting James Conner. Ooh, so Kamara another, nice. another Kamara Connor's a duo. Really good duo. Kamara Connor. Uh, after James Conner goes Antonio Brown at two point nine, Nick Chubb at two ten, and AJ Green. You know what? I'm gonna call BS on this sleeper app real quick. Uh, AJ Green at two eleven. When these people are left, there's someone who should. He's the obvious pick right now, Tim. I mean, get I'm, it right. I'm I'm gonna get it right. Don't worry about me. Yeah. I'm so with you, Jay. I think I know who you're talking about. I'm he, calling a little BS here. This guy shouldn't be available at this turn, but Tim, take advantage of it. I will. So the person I am gonna draft is Travis Kelsey. Um, this is the obvious choice here, especially in that offense. Is that the guy you're talking about? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Travis Kelsey should not be here. There's so another guy too. I am going to press draft here. So if Travis Timmy, Kelsey. Uh, I know who I'm going here too. Off bro. the board. Um. Uh, the way that I'm thinking, this could be, this could be a situation where I would consider going George Kittle here, and playing George Kittle on my flex because I have two flexes, and then if I need help later, trading one of these stud tight That's an interesting strategy. There. It's an interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it that's plays something off. people do in one and a half premiums uh, for tight ends. And the tight end, it, tight ends always so thin. And Zach Ertz is here. Um, but I'm going to go wide receiver, and one of my favorite wide receivers this year is someone who just got some help and I think whose offense is going to explode next season. I actually have them as the Super Bowl favorites so far um, in my mind. 
T.Y. Hilton is the next guy I'm drafting uh, at my wide receiver one, and I, he is going to be taking him over right there. Genuine over fellows. Allen, man. I am taking him over Keenan Allen. Yes, I am. He's I'm gone. Taking him Keenan, over Keenan Allen's Allen. gone. And Keenan Allen goes next. T.Y. over Keenan, huh? Yes. Uh, for some reason, I just think, look, rumor has it that the Chargers have been looking around for quarterbacks. What does that tell me? Look, Phillip Rivers just had his, like, 19th kid. Um, he's, he's doing his thing. I'm not saying he's going to fall off, but... There's a chance he might. I know that T.Y. Hilton is entrenched as a number one receiver with a guy that loves to go deep, and he just got some help in Devin Funches on the other side. I want T.Y. Hilton here. Also want to say that Dude. Galladay and Mahomes are 3-3, three, 3-4, three, three, or two highs on my Yo, I was the number one Galladay guy last year when he was a ninth, 10th round pick, and I love Kenny Galladay, but I'm absolutely nowhere cool. near too high, his value this yeah. season. I'm not going to own him anywhere if it stays like this. They're drafting him at his ceiling, especially exactly. here. Uh, if it wasn't clear, after T.Y. Hilton goes Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, and Patrick Mahomes. Back computer. to fun guy. Back to fun guy. He has Alvin Kamara and James Conner. Uh, where do you go here? I know um, where I would go here, personally. As well, do I, I for think. me, I'm going to go the next best tight end. And in yeah, my mind, that's Zach Ertz. Woo! Over Ertz. Kittle! Yeah. We got our Ertz over Kittle, people! Can't get excited about that. And Kittle goes to the I love exact me some Zach Ertz. Suck next it, fun guy. pick. Um, Aaron Jones goes after that. Stefan Diggs after that. That brings up Jason. Jason with the I was hoping, killer running back combo of Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell. I was hoping Aaron Jones would fall to me a little Very, upset. very upset I did not get George Kittle. Let me tell you yes, that. Yes, I would imagine. I, there was no way he was dropping them. Let me tell you There's no that. way you're getting George Kittle in the third, in the back end of the third round this year. There's no possible shot. Let me tell you. I don't know. Unless you're in a... Like, it could happen. <laughs> in, one of, in one of our leagues, it's a possibility. So I'm looking at my third pick here, three nine overall. Guys, I'm not gonna take a running back here. Am well, I? You already have two. You know what? It's early in the season. I, we have two flexes though. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking mean? running backs are very valuable. That's true. And I like the wide receivers here. I do. This is tough, man. It is tough. You know what? I'm going to take so a Jason, chance. Jason's looking There's at, a running back I like. Jason's looking at Sonny Michelle, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Darius Geis, Carrion Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Robert Woods, Philip Lindsay. Some other people farther down, too. Just yeah, saying. some other people. Um, right now, I'm going to play it a little safe. I like, as you're, if you're drafting your first wide receiver in the third round, I think Adam Thielen is a solid choice. Adam Thielen. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for him to come off the board. Adam Thielen goes next, followed by Sony Michelle and DJ Moore. DJ Moore at 311. That's a little high, but um, I like it. That's um, through the roof. I like the crazy. I like too. DJ Moore, but I don't know if I like him with the third pick. And this sleeper bot goes off of like ADPs as well. Right. So this is kind of telling of where people are at. And. I'm a little surprised by all of this. We need to get rankings out as soon as the draft is over. <laughs> I think the number 11 pick is uh, a quick favorite for sucking. Uh, Julio, <laughs> Julio Jones, Joe Mixon, and DJ Moore is not a team that I would like to have. Um, Michael, is, you have a tough, turn folks. here. This is tough because Brandon Cooks, I'm a big Robert Woods guy, but Brandon Cooks here is very enticing. This is late for Brandon Cooks, but I love Robert Woods so much. And then Darius Geis is interesting, but... He's on a terrible team, and he's just not. This not is where the draft gets. This Karrion is where the Johnson. draft gets hard here. Because you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going with an all reliable who cannot stay healthy last season. Might come as a little bit of a surprise, but I'm a fan of his and could work out greatly for me with Tevin Coleman gone. I'm going Devontae Freeman. Ooh. Mm. Okay. I, I like think it. this is 
around where he should be going. Maybe a little lower. I mean, the end of the third round for a guy that, when he's healthy, is a straight-up first-round pick is yeah. great value. So True. even if he busts there, I think that you have to take that chance. And then, uh, let's see. Am I going to fill up my second running back slot? Or? Especially because he went to – because remember, Michael's team is Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Evans. So – Devontae Adams, at this point, can be in running back one, and you're getting that running back one in the third round. I think it's a great pick. I got to say, if someone like the – if the Buccaneers, for example, end up drafting a running back pretty high. Yeah, you got to like that. I feel like this would be a good spot to take that guy. Got to like that. So we got Brandon Cooks, who went 1,206, and Robert Woods, who went 1,206 last season. <laughs> it's pretty nuts how both how good they both are. My love for Robert Woods, I, I think I like Brandon Cooks like maybe a tiny bit more than Robert Woods just because of big playability, but just because of my love for Robert Woods, I'm going to go Robert Woods here. Leonard Fournette is also very interesting here going this late uh, because of his potential when he's healthy, but I vow to never draft Leonard Fournette again <laughs> in my life. So Michael not only drafted Leonard Fournette, he then shit on Leonard Fournette and then traded for Leonard Fournette. And I won that league. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yo, I traded Alvin Kamara for Julio and Fournette in, like, week two. That's a pretty solid trade. Uh. And, yeah, I'm taking Robert Woods here, folks. So, Robert Woods off the board, followed by Darius Geis. That's a guy who could be a sleeper great pick. And Brandon Cooks. Um, Jason, so Brandon Cooks gets sniped right before you. Jason right now sitting with Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, and Adam Thielen. Pretty solid squad so far. Where are you going here? Let me talk you guys through what I'm thinking. If I'm taking a receiver here, I think Cooper Cup is someone who... Uh, I like. He's very. I mean, he just produces. Dude, it's so cool. I, I like. Uh, I'm looking at FFPC drafts that are going on right now, mm-hmm. and Woods, <clears throat> Cup, and Cooks just interchange and are right next to each other so often. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm not gonna take him here. All right. So. I also like Chris Godwin. I feel like this is an early pick for him. I'm looking at running backs. Derrick Henry, is someone that intrigues me in the fourth round. He's burned a lot of people in the fourth round before. I'm going a little differently. Someone who I think is going to retain his starting job and who's going to be an absolute steal in the fourth round, potentially better than Melvin Gordon and or Le'Veon Bell. I know who you're going with here. Damian Mo fucking Williams. Whoa, I, I don't know where you're going here. That's a that's a tough pick because that so is much. a brilliant pick. Jason's not if they once you're in the back. once you're in the fourth round, it's Jason, okay if that pick busts. He's the number one Damian Williams guy. Hmm. Interesting. Damian Williams coming off the board. If he is the stud on the Chiefs, this is the best team. All right, so you're taking that fourth-round stab. I like it. Carrion Johnson goes off the board next. Leonard Fournette and then Cooper Cup coming off that ACL surgery. Um, and that leaves you on the board. Fun guy. We are looking at Andrew Luck, Allen Robinson, Baker Mayfield, Marlon Mack, Derrick Henry, Calvin Ridley, Deshaun Watson. So you see the quarterback starting to show up. One quarterback off the board so far um, on, the, on Team 3 here. Um, but you got guys like... Uh, Jarvis Landry, Russell Wilson, Tevin Coleman, uh, Mark Ingram. So the guys are here. Uh, what do you see? Yeah. Um. Well, Jason mentioned this guy. I thought he was going to pick him, so I got a little scared. But he didn't pick him, so I'm going to pick him. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. Mm. So Chris Godwin off the board early. Chris Godwin is followed by Jason's favorite player, Corey Davis. Um, Andrew Luck goes next, and Don't Alan Robinson dare. next. Guys, I'm about to blow your minds. Get ready for this. It's going to be the worst. Um, Tim, you're off the podcast. I'm looking at one guy in particular (laughs) who I really love this season. The team has come out and said that they believe that this guy can be a three-down back. 
Um, they had a chance to sign a bunch of running backs in the offseason. They didn't because they believe in their guy, despite the fact that they have tons of cap room. Um, he's a guy that has shown in the past that when he gets the ball and he's healthy, he can run the rock with the best of them. I'm going with Marlon Mack here in the in the in the first pick of the turn. I'm not a big Marlon Mack guy, man. I'm a huge Marlon Mack guy this year. I, don't I think, he's I think that he has good. a lot of potential. Oh. All right, so now here's my picks. Now, this is where you got to look at this. Let's see, Tim. You got two RBs, a wide receiver, and I a have, tight end. I have one guy in my in my general vicinity where I want to take him real bad. But I think I'm going to wait for him. It might come back to burn me, but it is what it is because I already have a guy at that position that I'm okay with. So I'm looking at running backs, Philip Lindsay, Derrick Henry, Tariq Cohen is someone who's extremely, extremely intriguing to me. And then you have quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. I'm not taking a quarterback right now. Then you got wide receivers, Calvin Ridley, Jarvis Landry, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Alshon Jeffrey. Let's not forget Mark Ingram still on the board. Um, I think here, I think going with a wide receiver is important here. I think that I like the back-end running backs that I can get in 12 picks better than I like the back-end receivers that I can get. Um, there are a couple running backs in this class that I'm okay with having as my flex running back. But Phillip Lindsay's here. Man, this is a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to go Jarvis Landry. Either Jar- Jarvis Landry, Tariq Cohen... I think I'm gonna go Jarvis Landry here. Jarvis Landry, my is my next pick. So I'm, I gotta say, I think Jarvis Hen- uh, Landry is a good buy like low candidate this year. Yeah. Uh, true throw value says that Landry should have been better. And let's not forget that that second half of the season was completely different. And Jarvis Landry coming out of the slot when there's a lot more open space with OBJ is something that we're gonna see. So my team so far is looking like Ezekiel Elliott and Marlon Mack at running back, T. Y. Hilton and Jarvis Landry at wide receiver, Travis Kelsey at tight end. I'm liking that team so far. Um Deshaun Watson gets picked after that. Derek Henry after that and Calvin Ridley after that. Uh Jan or aka Here. fun guys on the board. Alvin Kamara, James Connor, Zach Ertz and Chris Godwin is his squad. Um where are you going here? All right. Well I don't know if you guys are going to fancy this pick as much, but I drafted him last year, and I loved his production. So I'm going to go with Mike Williams. Mike, damn you, Jan. I knew I wasn't going to get him, but I, I hate it. The the real the – real, Michael the, hates <coughs> it. So I, everyone knows I'm a Mike Williams guy. Why do you hate him, Michael? I went over this. When I spoke about Mike Williams, he had 10 touchdowns last season. He averaged a touchdown every, like, four receptions, I believe. That's not going to keep up. He just has to be more consistent, and drafting him in the fifth round means you expect him to be a solid wide receiver, too, really. And uh, I just don't see that happening. Uh, I cannot Keenan be still there. farther from Hunter you. Hunter Henry is back. Could not be farther from you in that one. I think Mike Williams destroys this year. His targets are set to go up immensely. Um, when you look at the number two receiver Why? in— the, What do you mean? Because he's the number two receiver now. Hunter Henry's back. Okay, so— all right, fine. His targets aren't going to go up immensely. Nah, I, 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 I feel say. like I feel like they are. Well, we'll get my it, turn, fellas. Yeah, as, as, we'll get more into that. Um, but Kareem Hunt goes next, followed by Philip Lindsay. Interesting that Kareem Hunt goes That's before disgusting. Philip Lindsay, and then Baker Mayfield is taken. Um, so the quarterbacks starting to go off the board. Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, and Baker Mayfield are gone at quarterback. Jason, where are you going here? Jason, so far, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, and Damian Williams as his running backs and one flex, and then Adam Thielen as his wide receiver one. I got to say right now, at this point of the draft, like this is where you're going to see the most movement 
until August, all these middle rounds. So if you're drafting like a best ball team right now, who cares what the ADPs and uh, rankings are at the moment? Get your guys. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I'm looking at two guys right now. I'm looking at three guys. I don't want to say because Michael's going to pick twice, and I want them to fall to <laughs> I know that there's one guy Michael will not let fall. All right, so <sighs> Tariq Cohen is an intriguing name. Jordan Howard is out. Very intriguing, Tariq Cohen. Mike Davis is coming in. He's going to get burned, but Tariq Cohen was very good last season. He's a bruiser, and we're in a half-point PPR, and he's going to get six to eight receptions a game. You said a bruiser? Uh, Mike Davis is a bruiser. Oh, yeah. So there's another running back I like a little later. That's the conundrum I'm facing here. I'm looking at upside. And because Jordan Howard was traded, I think there's a decent amount of upside. Nope. 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 I'm I'm pulling back. I can't do it. I, I just have a feeling Tariq Cohen's not going to be the guy. I don't know. I'm taking a chance here. I'm Look at my team. I'm taking chances. Kenyon Drake. Damn it, man. Kenyon Drake. Whoa. All right. Kenyon Drake is taken. he's the full-time back, steal. Oof. Aaron Rodgers goes next. I'm upset. Followed by Rashad Penny. Michael is next. He's at the turn here. Man, I just keep looking at the guy I want, and I'm just like praying that he falls to me. It's just like a legit pray. I'm at Juju, Evans, Devontae, Robert Woods. So Michael's wide receiver core is stackety stacked. Uh, one running back. That's three wide receiver ones. Yeah, three wide receiver ones. So, Michael, here's the, here's the question. Let's say that the best player, in your opinion, available here is a wide receiver. With two flexes, do you not care and you go wide receiver anyway? Are you going best player or are you like, all right, now I need to fill a running back slot? Now, uh, I just kind of take if there's a wide receiver who I really like above everyone else, I'm still going to take him. Interesting. All right. What do you like? So, so, so you know, Michael's looking at a slate of Tariq Cohen, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Tevin Coleman, Mark Ingram, Alshon Jeffrey, Will Fuller, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Carson Wentz, Royce Freeman, David Njuku, Chris Carson, Tyler Boyd as the top players in ADP that are left. You know what I'm going to do here, folks? Firstly, I'm going to go with a guy who's going to get a shit ton of carries this year at Mark Ingram. I love that pick. And I, then? I, I think people are too low on Mark Ingram. I'm going to roll the motherfucking dice. Don't do it. Because that's what happens. Don't do it. When you crazy motherfucking this don't world. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't and do it. And the first pick around six. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm taking Josh Jacobs. Oh, okay. I'm cool with it. First rookie off the board. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> First rookie off the board. If he lands in a scenario where he could uh, be the every down back, there you go. He's expected to be the first running back off the board. So, there you go. If you say so. Yeah, I mean, right? Okay. Uh, Cortland Sutton is next, the 6.2, followed by Tariq Cohen, which leaves us with Jason. Jason is looking at a running back foursome. Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake, and his one lonely wide receiver, Adam Thielen. Jason, what about you? Are you for sure looking wide receiver look here? The, because look at me, to... kid. Do I look like I care? No. Nah. No, nah, I you care don't. a little bit. I'm going to get a wide receiver. <laughs> uh, that's just because I like the wide receivers available right now. There's a few that I'm looking at. I don't like the wide receivers. Here. There's one person I like. And if a player in front of him gets suspended this year, his ADP is going to skyrocket. So according to True Throw Value, Patrick Mahomes was the best quarterback last season. Interesting. His targets are worth a shitload, probably double Josh Rosen's and Josh Allen's. They're not worth anything on the IR. When healthy, Watkins was a wide receiver two every every week. When healthy. I don't care. I mean, Sammy Watkins in the sixth round, you could do worse. Sammy Watkins is my second wide receiver. 
when he's healthy, it's going to be exactly that, a second wide receiver. You could do worse. Telvin Coleman at the 6.5, which is interesting when that backfield. Alshon Jeffrey and Will Fuller go next. Jan, you're up. All right. I'm going with a man who's demanding a contract by April 15th. And that man is Russell Wilson. The first live person to take a quarterback off <laughs> the, the board. The soon-to-be New York Giants. Christian Russell Wilson. I hope so. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Christian Kirk. I'll tell you in a second why I'm doing that. Christian Kirk is next to 6.9, followed by David Njoku Christian and Evan Kirk Ingram. Christian 6.9 is disgusting. That is disgusting. David Njoku also as like the fourth option in that offense. Not a fan of it this early. And Evan Ingram, I like it, but, you know, it. It's to be seen Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram basically all run the same routes. So who gets the ball out of them? The reason why I am holding my breath is because the guy that I am so high on this year, and I just think that is going to be a steal. And I already have someone at this position. But at this position, you need to draft depth sometimes, and I'm cool with it. I'm going to forego the quarterback that I usually go for in the sixth. Or, or seventh round. My pick's Hunter Henry, baby. There you go. Give me all that. Uh, another tight end comes off the board. I, I'm blocking other tight ends. I already have Travis Kelsey. Give me Hunter Henry. And the next guy I want on my list, I'm taking Jordan Howard. Look, they got him for nice. a reason. He's going to be a bell cow back there. He's going to get those touches in, the, end, in the red zone. Bell I cow want. on a Doug Peterson offense? Yeah. No. Bell, I, I believe that he will. I believe that he will out... Snap every everybody else and look when Jay Ajay was the man there he was the man he really. he got twenty he got twenty touches a game eight hundred yards and six touchdowns he had twenty touches a game he got twenty touches some games Chris Carson would have been a better pick I agree no I want I want Jordan Howard here Chris Carson again what that next? offensive line doesn't doesn't I mean seventh round you could take the shot on Howard but I don't you said bell cow on that hit a nerve kid look Jay Ajay was the bell cow back I don't I think Jordan Howard's gonna be the next Jay Ajay. Man, the team, the number four overall team is OBJ, AB, Mahomes, Corey Davis, Calvin Ridley, Christian Cook, Tyler Boyd. Zero running backs. Interesting. Through the first seven rounds. Uh, Chris Carson goes next, followed by Royce Freeman and Tyler Boyd. <clears throat> that brings up Jan. Yanni is looking at a list of Eric Ebron, Tyler Lockett, Dante Pettis, James White, Doug Baldwin, Jarek McKinnon, Cam Newton, Anthony Miller, Matt Breida, and the list goes on. Where are you going? Well, I just got Russell Wilson, so I'm going to... Get the stackity stack, as Tim says, and get my guy, Tyler Lockett. Nice. I like that pick. I hate Tyler Lockett so much. Why? You're such a hater. Wilding, and it makes bro. no sense. I told you, what do you mean? He literally needed the most efficient stat, uh, the most efficient wide receiver quarterback connection of all time to be a viable wide receiver in fantasy. He's never done been that before. And oh, you're the only person. And like, it's a Brian Schottenheimer offense. Yeah, and you're the only person that sees that and goes, wow, there's no way that could happen again, instead of like, wow, maybe he brings out the best in Russell Wilson. Nope. Not to mention that they gave him an extension. Nope. All right. Um, I like it, Jan. Jared Goff, Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller's an interesting one here in the seventh round. And Matt Burita go next, which means uh, all three? No. Two of the San Francisco running backs off the board. Um, Jason, you're up. Um, I am up. And so let far, me just say by the this. way, real quick before you go, Jason's team, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Damian Williams, and Kenyon Drake at running back, Adam Thielen, and Sammy Watkins at wide receiver. Yeah, let me just say this. So I already filled out my two running backs, my two wide receivers, my two flex. It doesn't matter. I'm still taking the player I want. I don't need a quarterback and tight end right now. They'll fall to me, the ones that I want. So what I'm going to do here is look at guys that I like, and there are two guys I like specifically right now. Both wide receivers, and that is Dante Pettis and Robbie Anderson. 
at the end of the year, Sam Darnold and Anderson was a very good combo. Darnold was top five in true throw value last four weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo was very efficient as well when quarterbacking. I'm just going to go with my gut here and go Robbie Anderson. I like that a lot. Sam Darnold was nice. PFF's best-ranked quarterback in the last three weeks of any quarterback in the entire NFL. Um, you saw that guy take a giant step forward after he came back from injury and got shellacked in his first game back. Last three weeks, he was absolutely solid. Almost won a championship against this guy right here, a fun guy, on the strength of starting Darnold and Robbie Anderson in, in Week 16. But with that being said, Michael, you are next on the board. Uh, after I, I went over that after Robbie Anderson. No, I didn't. Robbie Anderson, Doug Baldwin, and Dante Pettis go next. So that means it leaves you on the tor- turn. Are you are you concerned that Dante Pettis didn't fall to you? Because that's a guy I know no, you like. No, because this is uh, the easiest pick of all time. Obviously, we overlooked this guy. Of the sleeper rankings are really weir- really weird. So we must have just overlooked him. But, yeah, this is the easiest pick of all time. I'm taking Julian Edelman. Easiest pick of all time. Come on, man. I was expecting something a little better than that. 7.12 Julian Edelman with no Fine, Rob Gronkowski. But easiest pick of all time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then I'm getting my main man who I expect to own in a ton of leagues at tight end this year, O.J. Howard. All right. O.J. Howard, a really good pick there. I think O.J. Howard has a chance to be the next up. Now I got the Evans and Howard stack. Carson Wentz goes next. Eric Ebron. Goes after that, which makes Jay up on the board. So before Jason goes, let's go through Michael's team real quick because we didn't go over it. Um, at wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, and Julian Edelman at running back. Devontae Adams. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freedom, excuse me. Mark Ingram. That would be weird if you had Devontae Adams at running back. And Josh Jacobs. That's like a weird-ass At Michael tight team. end. Yeah, at tight end, O.J. Howard. Team. Michael's teams always Truly look glorious. weird but end up being good. So here's what I'm going to do now. I take four running backs because there's only two running back positions. So I'm always going to have two running backs. What are the odds that three of them get injured, right? And then I stack up on wide receivers so I think I have upside. And a receiver that I think has upside right now is, oh, I must have missed Dante Pettis. But Kiki QT is someone else. I would have taken Pettis here. He already got drafted. Kiki QT is someone that was very involved, especially in PPR last season. For that reason, I'm going to go Lamar Miller. What? <laughs> I, everything what I said, uh, I realized Lamar Miller in the eighth round is too easy. Okay, then. Telling you, this this sleeper stuff is uh, making us miss some guys. Starting running back in the eighth round? Come on. That's good insurance for any of my yeah, guys. That's, that Don't might be out. an even easier pick than Julian Edelman. No, right. I still think I have Julian a pretty Edelman's easy pick coming pick, up, but... I feel like. Um, James White and Jarek McKinnon come off the board And Trey next. Burton. Uh, oh, Trey Burton I missed. Uh, excellent. So Lamar Miller, Trey Burton, James White, and Jerk McKinnon. Uh, fun guy, a.k.a. Jan, is on the board. His running backs are Alvin Kamara and James Conner. His tight end is Zach Ertz. At wide receiver, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, and Tyler Lockett. At quarterback, Russell Wilson. Jan, where are you going? All right. For this round, uh, I'm going to go with C.J. Anderson. Probably because, like I, yeah, I was saying before, I think Carryon Johnson is very injury prone, and I think C.J. Anderson can uh, carry that team. He sure did with the L.A. Rams. That's right. C.J. Anderson goes next, which brings up our first defense right after that. Jacksonville at the 8.9, followed by Sterling Shepard and A.J. Brown, which you don't know is a rookie wide receiver coming into the league. That leaves me on the turn here. And Second rookie taken after Josh Jacobs. I'm looking quarterback here. I think it's time to go quarterback in the eighth round and the ninth round. So I have a, 
I have a pick between two guys. It's Cam Newton and Mitch Trubisky. It's really two runners. Who do I like more is the question. Man, if you take Mitch Trubisky over Cam Newton, what? Quit, what are you gonna do? Because I'm about to do that, even brother. though I will take it's not Cam that Newton. Absurd, man. It's not that. Cam Newton's coming off injury. I, I don't know what your problem with Mitch Trubisky is. He only lack had of skill. He only bit. had one of the highest quarterback ratings of anyone in the league in his second year. Like of, I don't understand Mr. Trubisky haters. No I don't get it. What do you mean he has no accuracy? Very inaccurate. You're you're wilding. You guys are absolutely bugging. You guys didn't watch as much tape as him on, uh, as uh, on him as I did. I on mean, that. I've watched him in the NFL plenty, and I watched some of him in college, and he's always been inaccurate. Draft him, and he's gonna suck. All right, um, I'm going with Cam Newton, despite the fact that I just uh, argued for it, Mr. Wow, Trubisky, because I go. I do believe that Cam I, Newton, it worked. <laughs> nah, I do believe that Cam Newton. Look, if you want the, the crown, you got to take it. And you just haven't taken it yet, so that takes away my need for running back. And now is my going to be my first reach, and I'm going to go all the way down, all the way down to ADP. Um, this year, hold on, where are you? At one thirty-one. But I'm taking a starting running back that, if he doesn't get into legal trouble, is going to be getting every single snap in an offense that has a young quarterback and that has recommitted to moving the ball and has gotten rid of every running back on the roster except him. LaShawn McCoy is who I'm going with at the 9.1. Yuckers. LaShawn McCoy in the ninth round, the only thing that's yuckers about it is your guys. You guys are the whitest people on earth. I swear to God. like It's just so white. Um. After that, the Los Angeles Rams defense goes. Kiki Kuti and Mitch Trubisky. LaShawn McCoy, I promise you, is going to be the best pick in the ninth round, no matter who you guys pick here. Well, I'm sure that's no. true. Fun guy's a little upset. He wanted Kiki Kuti there. Who are you taking out? It's on you, kid. All right. Well, I am a Giants fan, and Eli Manning can only throw five yards. <laughs> and those five yards are going to go to Golden Tate, I and he's going like to rack it. up the receptions. I like Half it. PPR, I like Golden Tate right here. I'm going Golden Tate. Interesting pick there. Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, and Matt Ryan follow Minnesota Vikings as the defense is continuing to fall off the board. Um, Michael is next. He's looking at Jason. I'm sorry. Jason is next. Um, His last three picks, Sammy Watkins, Robbie Anderson, Lamar Miller. Jason, are you finally looking at quarterback? Are you still going with your depth? I'm still adding depth here. Uh, It hurts because I only have three wide receivers, and I like the running backs over the wide receivers, but I feel like I need to take a wide receiver here. and I feel like with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, we did not show enough love to Marquise Goodwin. I will tell you, though, reports are saying that the 49ers are looking to not not target Marquise Goodwin as much next season. They said that. But you can't stop a connection. And when Jimmy G's can't on the stop. field, Won't Marquise Goodwin beat. gets balls. Um, Dallas Goddard goes next, followed by John Brown, a wide receiver weapon in Buffalo, which leaves Michael with the next two picks. Michael, what do you got? This is interesting. I could go Naheem Hines, try to get some running back pass catching work here. Duke Johnson, if he gets traded, who knows? He might have a huge role. I was thinking about Duke. Yeah. That's interesting. I I do only have three running backs. I could go Damian Harris, the counterpart to Josh Jacobs in Alabama. Go with another rookie running back. David Montgomery, who you guys will hear later how uh, how much love he gets from Connor Allen. Interesting here as well. I could go with QB. I got plenty O options. I could also go with a guy who could bust out this year in James Washington. But I already own Juju Smith-Schuster. 
This is rather late for James Washington here at 9.12. Definitely not drafting Ronald Jones. All right, folks. I am going to take James Washington. Nice pick, James Washington. Look, if you have been following football for a long time, you know that the Steelers release their wide receivers and then the next man is up. Second round pick by Pittsburgh at wide receiver is one of the more sure things you could have in a draft. So I'm I'm cool with that. And now I'm doing exactly what I said and taking Damian Harris from Alabama, hoping that him or Josh Jacobs could take over a, a team backfield. So Michael all over those rookie running backs. Michael Gallup in his second year goes to 10.2, followed by Naheem Hines, which brings up Jason. His last pick was Marquise Goodwin. Who do you got? I need another wide receiver. I'm looking, and I don't love many people. I'm going to take a book out of Michael's page here. Ew. Take a chance with a rookie wide rookie receiver. Time. I'm going to go into Kill Harry. Nice. I like it. Kill Harry's a contribute solid one. This year. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, Arizona Duke State. Johnson, and the Philadelphia Eagles defense goes next, which brings up the Jan Bon Mon. Uh, what do you got, buddy? Well, I'm going to stack this guy until he uh, comes to fruition and starts playing again. I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh, nice. Emmanuel Sanders, nice. So, uh, uh, veteran receiver there uh, for that receiving core. Ronald Jones goes next, followed by Andy. Could be a good value. Andy Isabella, a rookie wide receiver again coming in, and Kurt Cousins next. Here's where I want to go with a guy that I think can give me the most bang for my buck. Um, my pick here in the 10-12 is Ito Smith. Um, look, Devontae Freeman is constantly injured, and I want the running back in Atlanta if he goes down. Uh, so Ito Smith is my pick injured. here. He's What do you mean he's not constantly injured? He doesn't play a full season I don't, I don't love your team. Two years. He plays like 14 games a year before last season. I mean. Well, Jason's about to not love my team even more because I know he hates this guy. But look. Lat Murray. When Colts Brass puts their faith into a guy, Chris Ballard in general, when he scouts a guy and signs him. Oh, uh, here we go. You know that he's going to be a, a, a Scrub weapon. Magoo. Let's have some fun. Devin Funches is my draft pick. Here. Ah, you took Scrub McGee. At 11 1, I think Devin Funches is probably the best value that we've seen. To be completely honest, played. 11th round is decent for him just because I believe in Chris Ballard more than. That's why I'm And doing Andrew that. Luck. I believe in Chris. That's, I believe in Chris Ballard in the offense more than I believe in the in the talent of Devin Funches. But at the same time, I'm not as down on the talent of Devin Funches as other people are. Dude got strong hands. Dude can get up. I'm with you. And that's. And look, that's what they want. Fun guy. It's on you. D.D. Westbrook, Jameis Winston, and Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is an interesting one in 11-4. Let me just say, Jameis Winston is the quarterback I was going to take this round. Jameis Winston is the quarterback I'm targeting for late rounds. I was going to take him in ninth or 10th round, but there's a couple quarterbacks I like later instead. And I never, every single time I like a quarterback later, I wait. Because there's no reason to take a quarterback early if you think there's an equal value quarterback later on. To be there's honest. a second-year quarterback over here that's not getting any love that I think is a ridiculous, but let's, um, let's, that's another thing for another time. Uh, Jan, you're up. There's a lot of second-year quarterbacks in this range. There are. All right, right now, uh, I'm going to go with Chris Thompson. Always had a crush on Chris Thompson. Or reliable, Thompson. yeah. Yanni always, yeah. well, not or reliable, he's always hurt, but when he's on yeah. the field. I love this guy, so I'm going with Chris Thompson. He looks like um, the puppet that played Cousin Skeeter. Do you guys remember Cousin Skeeter? Like he looks like the puppet that played. It just sounds. I hear Skeeter. I think it was Saved by the Bell. Um, Lamar. It was kind of around the same time. (laughs) Lamar Jackson goes next. Interesting pick there. Wow, screech. It's not even Skeeter. Shush. (laughs) (laughs) Austin Hooper and Carlos Hyde go next. Um, interesting pick, Carlos Hyde, because look, 
He can maybe take over no. that starting role in Kansas City, so that's a good pick no. there. Um, you don't, you're just saying that because you have Damian Williams. No. <laughs> True. What, what do you got, Jay? Uh, all right. It's about time I take a quarterback. I like a few of them, but listen. Drew Brees, 11th round. Yep. Even if I'm only starting him when he's only home, Pretty fine. Nice. I'll take another quarterback, too. I'm taking Drew Brees. Okay, Drew Brees is there. Baltimore Ravens and Dak Prescott go next. So here's where we start seeing the defenses and the quarterbacks come off the board. Michael, I'm up. Are you on the run of quarterbacks here? Phillip Rivers, easy money. There it is. Way too easy. I don't know why he's falling behind players. He's falling behind, but he does not uh, show any signs of aging. So I'm taking him there. And now here, it's fun drafting late here because you get to take guys that you like, guys with high upside. Traquan Smith is someone who is interesting, but he's still stuck in that Traquan Smith role. You could take the DK Metcalf hype train. You could get on that train maybe here. It's a lot of options. Lat Murray. Actually, I'm going to go Lat Murray. This is super late for him. He could find the end zone a bunch of times. Just in case you're you're confused because Michael's the, literally the only person that calls him Lat Murray, that's Latavius Murray. A lot of people call him Lat Murray. Who calls him Lat Murray? Dude. I've never heard anyone say the word lat in my life, except when they're talking about, like, muscle groups. Lats, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Get your lats up, bro. Yeah, you need to get your facts up. Oh, bars. Um, Houston Texans and Marquise Valdez-Scantling, interesting pick there, um, goes with the second one. It's it's interesting, MVS, because when you're talking about the second receiver in Green Bay, you don't know whether that's going to be Geronimo Allison, who's had fantasy success as a second pick. You don't know if that's going to be... Uh, Equinemia St. Brown, who ended up taking that role last year. And if you saw that Equinemia St. Brown special on HBO, you know that the St. Brown family work, and they're going to work, and they're going to work, and they're going to work, and they work. So I don't know. I, I like Equinemius there, but anyway. Um, Jason, you're up. Time for me to take a tight end, someone who I don't really like too much, but it's too hard, and I just got his quarterback. It's too far, I mean. Jared Cook, 12th round. Kidding? Over Vance? Over Vance Refrigeration. Vance Refrigeration, to be honest, I'm hoping falls to me in the 13th round, and then I'll have two tight ends. But I was going to take Vance Refrigeration this entire draft, and then I saw Jared Cook there still. It's a little too late for him. Interesting future play here. Rob Gronkowski goes off the board at, uh, at the 12-7. Uh, Devontae Parker, Los Angeles Chargers, and Rob Gronkowski. But it's not like this is an old thing. Like, they have him as retired. It's just that people have said that Rob Gronkowski might come back for the second half of the season after a whole bunch of rest. It's not the craziest thing. In the 12th round, you have the chance to, again, if you miss on this, a, a very easy waiver or pickup will make up for that. So um, you could take your chances. Yanni, who are you taking a chance on? Uh, well, I'm going to be the first of us four to go defense because that's how I roll. Uh, and I'm going with the Bears. Damn the you, Bears. motherfucker. Chicago was one of my best picks of the entire year last year. That's why our team sucked. <laughs> That's why my team was in first place. I'm just kidding, bro. Take Check it yourself easy. before Take you it rickety, easy. Take rickety, it easy. Rickety, rickety, rickety. Wreck yourself. All, All right, right, Sam, back to back. And then you got to take kicker and defense because we're filling out our rosters. So these are the last two positional no, players. No, yeah, yeah, we are. Unless you, take, roster. unless you take a defense. It's a mock draft. Fill out your damn roster. Fill out your roster. That's a bullshit statement. I wasn't even going to take a defense. Shut your face. Fill out your uh, roster. One bro. of the guys who was one of the more efficient wide receivers of uh, last season um, for Buffalo is Robert Foster. So he's uh, uh, someone that I'm considering here. Um, he had a really good relationship with, with uh, Josh Allen. He can go for the deep ball, and Josh Allen loves uh, throwing it to him. He has an interesting story. He was a 
top uh, recruit. He got to go to a junior college. Um, and a lot of things didn't work out for him. So I'm going to go Robert Foster here just because I like that upside. Um, and I'm not going to overthink it here. I also am going to go with another wide receiver with excellent upside. I'm going to go with Quincy Inunua. And I'm going with a pair of wide receivers. Yes, baby. Actually, you know what? No, forget that. I didn't see this guy on the board. I'm going to skip that, and I'm going down to Foreman here. Um, I don't believe still. I, look, still with this guy. And if you Foreman. want me to bet on Lamar Miller playing this year, I'm not going to bet on it. Dante Foreman. You're the only person who calls him Dante, and the only person who still believes in him. Dante Foreman. <laughs> That's a good. All right, one. I guess you guys are going to see later. Uh, Kyle Randolph, Rudolph, and Chris Herndon. Uh, followed by Brandon McManus, the first kicker off the board. Uh, Jan, who you got here? Well, I'm going to go with someone you mentioned, and you didn't take him, so I'm taking him. I'm going with Quincy Anunwa. Quincy Anunwa is off the board. That followed by Traquan Smith, Matthew Stafford, DK Metcalf goes here. Jason, who are you picking? I have Drew Brees. I need to get someone else when, for when he's on the road, and I think that Sam Darnold is a great play this year. I wanted Sam Darnold in the next round. Fuck yourself in the butt. Uh, I like Sam to have Dar- fun. So I was going to take DK Metcalf. Very upset that he went. But now I'm going to shout out to our man Connor Allen who listened to him right after this. I'm taking David Montgomery and stacking up on the rookie RBs. It's a good pick. Because one of them's going to have to pan out. And then the defense I'm going with is New Orleans. Uh, two good picks there. Daryl Henderson and Ben Roethlisberger go off the board next. Jason, you're up. Well, apparently I need to fill out my roster, so Patriots D. Patriots D goes off the boards next. Adam Vinatieri. Um, is next. That is... Oh, the computer took a little while to make their decision here. The computer's like taking a while to make these decisions. Uh, Robbie Gold... Like, and, I have brain too. Yeah, Kai Forbath, who's Let currently a free agent kicker, comes off the board. Uh, that means Gotta you. I love it. Jan, get it. All right. I'm going with Isaiah Crowell. He already has a defense, yeah, so he could take a position player here. Starting running back. Uh, that's got. That's a good. That's Word. a good value. <laughs> Starting running back shit. in the fourteenth round. Um, Mark, I mean, I'm not trusting Isaiah Crowell, but fourteenth round. You I mean, fourteenth round. Starting running back. Uh, Mark Andrew and Denver Broncos. These goes next. Justin Cu- Tucker goes next. Justin Tucker is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh kicker off the board. What is going on? Um, Adam Vinatieri went before him. I don't know what's going on here. I'm taking the best kicker that I know, Will Lutz. Uh, if you if you are a veterans minimum uh, subscriber and you listen to the extra episodes, you know we have a top 25 under 25, and Will Lutz <laughs> was on my top 25 under 25 list. You gotta love Will Lutz, uh, man. Yo, he's the man. Um, and then I'm gonna have to pick a defense. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns. Not, I don't really have a reason. Miles, look, if you are, if you, if you don't love a defense, then here's what I'd say: look at their matchups week one. Go with the best matchup week one, because you're gonna stream a defense, so you might as well stream them week one too. Uh, Miles Sanders, the incoming running back, comes next. Stephen Goskowski, the kicker who currently doesn't have a team but is working on a new deal with New England, and Vance McDonald, good pick in the 15th with the 15th round. Vance refrigeration. Vance McDonald. Um, <laughs> Yanni, round out your team, bro. All right, rounding out my team. I'm going with Greg the Leg. How's Greg the Leg like the 10th court kicker off the board Who behind knows? Kai Forbath? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Gus Edwards, John Ross, Jack Doyle. I'm taking Butker. Harrison Butker is next. Chris Thompson, Josh Adams. And the last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, is Matt Pre. All right, you don't have to press draft to say the name. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's not. Right. It's like froze a second. There you go, draft. Ah, <laughs> all right. Our draft is is complete. I'm going to take a screenshot of this. We're going to post it on our Instagram and also on... We'll post Tim's team, Fun Guys team, Jason's and mine, and you'll 
select which team you like the best. Thank you for cutting me off in the middle of me saying that. I appreciate that. We never uh, clarified if that would be the case. I'm just on, making sure. On Twitter, we'll have a poll. And on Instagram, we'll have some uh, non-polls. You'll just comment. Yeah. Cool. Um, if you want to find this, it's at Brodo Fantasy on all of those things. Uh, coming up now after that mock draft, uh, we have Connor Allen. He's going to talk to us about some of the new additions. Uh, long episode for you guys. Enjoy. Uh, and, yeah, here it comes. All right, and we are here on the Real Recognize Real Hotline. We'd like to welcome in Connor Allen. Connor is a contributor for Roto World Football, also Roto World NFL Draft, Sharp Football, The Quant Edge. He is also the co-host of the Move the Line TQE podcast. Connor Allen, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited to talk some football. Yeah, for sure. So, uh you know, while everyone else is sleeping on fantasy, I, we tell our fans that this is the edge that's going to get you there. Um, studying the game in the offseason and knowing the moves and where everybody goes. So the first thing I want to lead this off with is to ask you, which offseason signing do you think is going to have the biggest fantasy impact, either positive or negative, uh, on fantasy teams this year? So that's a pretty tough question because there was so much happened this offseason already. Um, I mean... In terms of free agency, you're looking at Le'Veon Bell signing with the Jets. I thought that that was actually a sneaky good fit here. I expect to be a little bit higher on him than the industry consensus. Uh, Adam Gase has like a pretty good history with having his running backs being used in the passing game. Uh, and while in Miami, Kenyon Drake wasn't used as much as we would have liked, uh, I think that Bell has the talent, as we've seen in Pittsburgh, to you know be that all-around guy. And he, Gase has done that previously before, so I think that if we see reports coming out that Lev Bell is going to be like, you know, their, their go-to guy pretty much all the time, I think that he could probably push for top five fantasy numbers at the position. Um, overall, though, I think, you know, Antonio Brown going to the Raiders is massive, as well as Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, being traded to the Browns. I mean, there's, there's just so much to talk about here with, I think Odell Beck, Beckham could potentially, you know, break the league, set records with Baker Mayfield. Uh, and then Antonio Brown is probably going to be less efficient, but I think should still see 140-plus targets this season. So uh, in terms of fantasy, I mean, that, that's what you want to see. You want to see a wide receiver seeing a lot of targets who should probably should probably score a decent amount of points. Sticking with the running back theme, we saw Mark Ingram signed to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Seems like a great landing spot for him on a clearly run-first offense. But then we also see that the Ravens are looking at – they met with Josh Jacobs. They're planning on meeting with Damian Harris, both of the uh, Alabama running backs. How do you – where would you rank Ingram prior or after a signing uh, – a draft pick of that sort? Like if they do take Harris or Jacobs, do you move Ingram down a lot in your rankings? Yeah, so I think that you probably have to move him down if, if they take uh, you know one of the better backs in uh, in this draft class. Right now, I kind of have him as like a as a middling, like you know, running back two in PPR leagues and standard leagues. I think he's a little better because he's uh, he's going to receive all the first and second down work with the upside for a little bit more. Um, I don't think we should read too much into the visits of you know Jacobs and Harris because you know oftentimes some of these visits is just more of like teams doing their due diligence or making sure that like the player isn't someone that they want. Um, so it's not always about like necessarily all the interest so i think that they there definitely is potential for them to pick a pass catching back but i think ingram's probably gonna be their guy first and second down with probably some 
probably some upside in the passing game. But I think with, with Lamar Jackson there, you know, he, he should have some good lanes to run through. So I think that in standard leagues, you can probably have him as a running back one, PPR leagues, um, probably a middling running back two at the moment. I'm going to stay on the topic of running backs for now. Uh, a lot of There's a lot of talk between the rookie running backs coming in. Daryl Henderson's getting a lot of steam lately. He may go in the late first. So this is a two-part question. First, I wanted to ask you if you have a favorite running back. And secondly, because we focus on redraft, so uh, location, where they end up, is probably more important than anything. So where would your ideal landing spot be for a running back? So my my personal favorite running back in this class is actually um, Iowa State running back David Montgomery. He didn't test all that well in the NFL Combine, but – um, I think that when, when you watch him, he just breaks an unreal amount of tackles. He led the, led the NCAA in missed tackles force, one of PFF's metrics, and actually has the two best seasons in terms of most missed tackles force of all draft-eligible running backs since 2014. Um, the dude just literally doesn't get tackled, and he played behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NCAA with Iowa State. So I think that there's plenty of room for him to be one of the best running backs in the NFL, not only for, you know, uh, actual running back purposes, but for fantasy too, because he was a great pass catcher at Iowa State. So I'm a little bit more bullish on him than most people are, but I think that I think that he could be a great success in the NFL. And then I would love to see him land with the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that they have Williams. I know, I know that a lot of people are riding that train, but for me, I think that he's good enough or – even Josh Jacobs is good enough to wrestle away some of the work from him and then potentially become the starter down the road. Or if he gets, if uh, Damian Williams were to get injured, um, you know, either one of them would just absolutely kill it in Kansas City. Um, I'm also just not entirely sold on how much they paid Williams. It was pretty much like, you know, low end starter or backup money. So even though everyone's like really excited about him, I think that he will be an awesome fantasy player if he remains you know unscathed from the nfl draft and no big tier backs are drafted there i think that like one of them going there would be huge to their fantasy value one of the things i always say to people is follow the money um if a player is not getting paid starter money then there's a good chance that someone takes his job and in one of the places that you can't really follow the money because it's a little confusing the money out there is san francisco um jarek mckinnon uh, Kyle Shanahan said he's going to be part of the offense, and then you have just signed Tevin Coleman, who start who who got mid range starter money. He's I think he was the 16th highest played running back in the NFL on a per year status, and then you have guys like Matt Breida who had a really good season last year, and even Raheem Mostert who held his own. If if you're drafting now, are you completely staying away from the 49ers backfield, or do you have a favorite out there? So I guess. In terms of, like, relative value, I'm probably, like, at the moment, if I'm drafting, I'm probably taking Breda because he's the cheapest with upside that we've seen. But in general, I'm mostly staying away because it. I, I really don't think that they're going to ride, like, a hot hand. It'll probably be, like, a one-two punch with, uh, you know, McKinnon, Cole, Coleman, and then probably a little bit of Breda mixed in there. So, you know, it's, it's really tough. This is one of those situations where right now we just have so little clarity on what's going to happen. So I'd probably just rather spend my draft pick somewhere else, especially if I'm doing like any, any best ball leagues or anything else. Uh, going back to the rookie class, there's one receiver who you'll probably know who I'm talking about right when I say him, who I can't remember anyone being quite as high or low on than this guy because you see him either being ranked first 
overall in the wide receiver group or like 10th overall. It's DK Metcalf of at from Ole Miss, who's obviously an athletic freak, but just doesn't really have the numbers on the field to show for it. How do you feel about Metcalf? Because I feel like there's such a hard split the way people view him. Yeah, Metcalf's a really, really interesting prospect because he didn't perform all that well at Ole Miss in terms of raw production, but he just flashed so much upside and very like projectable traits to the NFL. And then obviously when he tested well uh, at the combine, uh, especially with the 40-yard dash, you know everyone was going nuts. And then when he ran the three cone, which was slower than Tom Brady, you know it just makes him a really, really interesting prospect. And something that analyzed, I kind of land in the camp where I think that he has the upside to lead the league in receiving yards, but also has the downside to be Kevin White level bust. So he's one of those high upside, extremely low floor prospects where, um, you know, it's tough. It's really tough to gauge. So um, from a fantasy perspective and, you know, like rookie drafts and, uh, uh, redrafts coming up, landing spots going to be huge for him. I mean, if he goes to like um, the Ravens or something, you know, like we're not, uh, I'm not going to be like touching him at all um, just because of their low volume passing offense. But, you know, if you see him in a better spot, uh, then, then maybe it could be good. I mean, another impressive thing about him is that he ran, his most targeted routes were curls and goes, and curls are the most efficient route in the NFL. Uh, according to Josh Hermsmeyer from 538, did some good research there. He's also the favorite to be the first uh, receiver drafted in, in the NFL draft. So like right now looking at betting odds, you can see that he's minus 150 to be the first receiver off the board. So, um, you know, draft capital in that sense helps because, you know, obviously he's going to be given more chances to, to succeed than someone taken in like the fourth or fifth round. So he's a really interesting prospect. I'm definitely not sold on him either way, but like I said, I'm kind of just like he's really high upside, really, really low downside. I'm going to backtrack to wide receivers that we know are great that you mentioned earlier uh, because I got very excited when you said OBJ can break records because I am on the same boat as you. This is Jason, by the way. Uh, We have a stat on our website known as true target values where it measures the efficiency of a target rather than just the number of targets. And when we applied those numbers to Antonio Brown, he went from the third best player to 12th best. So with Derek Carr, uh, we can still see him as a back-end wide receiver one. Uh, OBJ, on the other hand, went from high-end wide receiver two to high-end wide receiver one. And that's really where I'm at with them as well. I think that OBJ has a case for number one receiver off the board. Uh, What are your thoughts on OBJ and Antonio Brown? Yeah, so OBJ, I think that like pretty much lands in a perfect situation. You know, the offense is ascending. Um, the Browns just have incredible pieces around them now. And then with Hugh Jackson gone and Freddie Kitchens kind of there, like calling the shots, I think that they're really going to be able to put something special together on offense, uh, or at least they better. I mean, it's really, it would be a colossal bust if they are not a top 10 offense next season. And that's kind of what I'm expecting from them. And I think I expect Odell Beckham to be a big part of that. So I really don't think it's out of, like, I don't think it's ridiculous to take him towards that end of the first round in redraft leagues. Uh, I know I know my colleague in Roto-World, Evan Silva, has him as his wide receiver one currently in rankings. Uh, and I, I probably don't think, I don't think that he'll be taken that high in most leagues. But, you know, I'm not afraid. I, I'll have him in my top three receivers for sure, rankings-wise. Antonio Brown's tough because it's kind of one of those things where it depends on how far the pendulum swings. So, like, according to your numbers, you said, He'll probably be a high-end wide receiver, too. I think that sounds about right. 
but I also think that he doesn't really have much competition uh, for targets. So, you know, like kind of one of those things, especially in PPR leagues, target targets cure all, you know. So we see, we see players who are just um, peppered with targets pretty much every week. And even though they may not be as efficient with them, they're still able to score points because catches matter in PPR leagues. Um, so I think that Antonio Brown, a wide receiver, like a high wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one range sounds about right. I'm not overly excited about him because I, I do think that the Raiders are still going to suck. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't think that they're, I don't think he's going to like, you know, completely fall off the map. He's, he's still got some juice left in the tank. We're with you on the Ravens, man. Last year, their over under was like eight wins and we, um, we couldn't bet legally in New York, but we wanted to bet so much money on the under of eight wins with the Raiders last season. And yeah, me, me, me and Jay I are... actually, I actually got on that at eight and a half before the Khalil Mack trade Ooh. on the under. I had a friend in Vegas, and as soon as the Khalil Mack trade hit, I think that thing fell to like seven and a half, and then kept getting bet down. I mean, that was just lucked into that one, but still, I think that was the play regardless because all those offseason moves were just you know puzzling. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, John Gruden just checked in with Kyler Murray. And uh, one thing that we have been talking about on this show for a while now, for months now, as soon as the Cardinals got that first-round pick, is that Josh Rosen is basically a goner and Kyler, Kyler Murray is going to be drafted there. So the question for you that I have for you is kind of in two parts. Number one, what does Kyler Murray do to the Arizona offense if he does get drafted there? And number two... If Josh Rosen gets drafted, if you're a fantasy player, what's I mean, sorry, traded, what is the ideal landing spot for Josh Rosen in terms of fantasy production? Not necessarily for Josh Rosen, but the pieces around him in a spot. Interesting. So um, I'll start with the, the Kyler Murray part. So I think that he, uh, I, I do think that he'll go to the Arizona Cardinals um a one overall it seems pretty much be like that he seems to be their guy you know I, I wasn't really a believer at first when we saw that old video lingering of cliff kingsbury talking about how if he had the number one pick he'd pick kyler murray and then he ended up being the head coach i was like okay that just sounds stupid you know that's a coincidence but now with all these reports uh it's it's tough to ignore and now like there's more reports saying that they're not it's not a foregone conclusion or anything but uh, i think that they're just blowing smoke at this point i mean kyler murray's like I think mine is 600 to go no, number one overall at this point on like most betting websites and um, for doing like college football blurbs and doing a lot of news there. I have to pretty much read into the tea leaves and everything. So I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray has gone number one overall. And then what he would do to the offense, I think with Cliff Kingsbury and their air raid offense that I'm assuming that they're going to run in uh, Arizona, I think it'll, it'll open up a lot for them. So I, I expect them offensively and from a fantasy perspective to get a lot better. So there's a lot of good by lows there, including David Johnson, Christian Kirk. Um, I'm not really sure where Larry Fitzgerald's going to be taken in drafts, but you know, maybe he's a value too, just because we kind of saw it, especially too, when Chip Kelly entered the league and like brought up an up-tempo offense, like his teams don't have to be good. They just have to score points or produce a lot of fantasy points. And that's all we care about. So I think that to to their offense, I think that that's, that's going to be big. And I expect Murray to actually be probably startable in some senses just because of his Konami code, you know, rushing ability there by, by adding points on the ground. So he's also he's also a pretty good passer. I mean, he does have some accuracy, accuracy issues, but, I mean, overall, he's a good prospect and really exciting for fantasy. 
So I think that he'll bring just an overall massive uptick to, to Arizona there. Um, and then when, when Rosen gets, when Rosen gets traded, uh, I think, you know, that's pretty tough to be honest because the teams that need quarterbacks right now aren't teams that I'm like overly excited about. Uh, I mean, like you're looking at like the dolphins and, uh, the giants. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe the Raiders, I don't know, or the Redskins, I guess, you know, like none of those really sound overly ideal. Um, I think that the Dolphins would be an interesting landing spot from the perspective that they're actually trying to, you know, rebuild. So, you know, like they're making moves to rebuild and like kind of tank. So I guess that would be probably the most interesting for me. But, you know, nothing really excites me too much there. Every year in uh, rookie fantasy drafts, uh, there's there's a guy who comes out from like the second or third round in the rookie draft that uh, kills it for you. Who the players like Arcega Whiteside this year, Debo Samuel, Andy Isabella are, are a lot are people who people think in the right landing spot could have a big season. Is there a certain player that you're highlighting the most to if they land somewhere you want to grab where you can? Yeah, so one of those guys actually is for me, Andy Isabella. I have him ranked um, near the I have him ranked 14th overall in this rookie class, um, and I think that. There's potential for him to end up in like the top of my first round, kind of as far as rankings go. Uh, I mean, he ran a four-three-one at the NFL Scouting Combine, and even though he's small, he's you know five-eight, one eighty-eight. Uh, he was incredibly productive with 101 receptions, nearly 1,700 yards, and 13 touchdowns uh, as a senior at UMass. Uh, and he accounted for over 50% of their total receiving yards and touchdowns. So I think that I think that Isabella is a great prospect and someone who's who's kind of shot up boards pretty much throughout the whole offseason. He did a good good showing at the Senior Bowl, uh, tested well, and apparently did well in interviews as well. So you're looking at a guy who I think, if he lands in the right spot, would would be really successful in the NFL and someone that if you're able to get with your second round rookie pick, it's an absolute steal. But I'm not even afraid to take him towards the end of the first, depending if he lands in a good spot. Last question here uh, with the rookies. I saw last week that you put up a Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake comparison, and it was uh, pretty eye-opening how similar the players were uh, besides their speed score. And then you look at the draft capital. Drake was taken 73 overall, and Jacobs is rumored to potentially be going in the first round. So do you have insight on where Jacobs might end up, where he's going to be drafted, and what's your take on Jacobs? So the, the most commonly mocked uh, scenario is him going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but, you know, I do think that regardless if he doesn't land there, he'll be a late first round or early second round pick. And that's not my, you know, personal opinion. That's just, you know, based on what I've been hearing. For me, I'm not really sure how to grade Jacobs either because when you watch his film, he runs angry. He has good, like, you know, he has some Alvin Kamara vibes for me. But his measurables in production were just like weren't all that good. I mean, his spark scores 18th percentile, 26th percentile speed score. Um, he only had 1,491 rushing yards on 250 carries in three seasons at Alabama. I mean, and and talking to that Kenyon Drake reference, Drake was used a little bit more as a gadget player than Jacobs, but still their usage was both kind of suspect entering the league. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that. Um, Jacobs is getting so much love. I do think that in the right role, he can be successful, but uh, not to the extent that some people are talking about. So 
Um, I, I kind of view him as like a, a good, like he would do well if given an Alvin Kamara role where they put him in space a lot, have him catching passes. But, I mean, he's never handled a big workload before, and uh, he hasn't proven to be overly efficient with that big workload. And that's something that, for me, when I'm looking to draft the running back in rookie drafts, it's uh, it's tough for me to pull the trigger on Jacobs, especially if I know that, like, depending on the landing spot, you know, because for you, for a running back that we know can't handle more than 200 touches or 250 touches, we know he has to be a lot more efficient with that. So you're basically betting on talent. And, you know, I'm, I'm not an NFL evaluator. It's a lot harder for me to say, like, yeah, I'm going to for sure bet on talent over, you know, things that we know like workload. Connor, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, that was very insightful. We learned a lot. Um, definitely, we know the listeners learned a lot as well. This is, again, the Real Recognize Real hotline where we introduce our listeners to people around the league that – uh, around the community, the fantasy community that we respect, that we know are bringing opinions that will help people win fantasy leagues. So if they need to contact you or connect with you uh, beyond today, where could they do that? Uh, yeah, mostly on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Um, I'll, I usually try and uh, tweet out some of my thoughts, and then I'll have some articles coming up over the next week. All my dynasty rankings, as, as I referred to, uh, that'll that should be up on Sunday when. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of good tidbits I put in there, so be sure to check that out. Thank you so much. Definitely check that out, guys. The Real Recognize Real uh, hotline again. Sorry about that. Uh, Connor, thank you for your time, man. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Connor. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much to Connor Allen. Man, that was a good interview, man. Yeah, that guy... Uh... He was ready for us. Know what he's talking. Yeah, he, he was ready. For he knows his jazz. That's a guy who is uh, playing the jazz all day long, and he sing and he plays the sax and he sings the jazz. Except jazz is fantasy football. Ron Burgundy with the jazz flute. <laughs> Michael, where can they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. Jason, where can they find you? Jason Patrop. Fun guy. You want some followers, bro? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you can follow me on the gram at John Stelios. J-O-H-N-S-T-E-L-I-O-S. Boom. This guy can spell. I will tell you one thing. Amateur photographer, but his pictures are not amateur. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to hit up the photo page, too, it's Stelios Shots. S-T-E-L-I-O-S-S-H-O-T-S. Man, can spell, dog. And if you're in the New York area and need some shots, hit him up. Hit me up. Hit him up. <laughs> you can follow me at Tampa Trap on all social media outlets, but only frisky. if you're feeling real, real frisky. Last week, you forgot that, and I got disappointed. I did. You just kind of like pointed at me because you wanted me to do Yeah. It. But I was ready. Don't worry. At Brodo Fantasy for all of your uh, Twitter questions and also on the IG. Remember, we're going to post our mock draft up there, and you get to decide which person has the better team. Vote him. Um, also, yeah, we right. have, <laughs> also, we have our website, BrodoFantasy.com. There you can find true target and true throw value jason has created a stat that gives an a number that quantifies how valuable a target is from a quarterback and leaving a quarterback's hand true throw value and true target value how much is it worth Corey davis gets 12 targets a game but he sucks that's because a marcus Mariota pass is not worth as much as the six targets that travis kelsey gets from a guy like patty mahomes that is what Jason defines for you, and that is what you need to succeed. Trust us. All three of us are going to be drafting with that right next to us um, this season. All four and of us. you should be doing the same. Yes, all four of us. Uh, so without any further ado, is that it? Are we done? We done it. Brotofantasy.com. 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 Again, shout out uh, to our guests, uh, Mr. Jan Bon right here and Connor Allen. Uh, with that, 
And that's the end of our program. <laughs> we out. Peace. Later.